2: Winning Cures Everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris.
3: Welcome in. Winning Cures Everything. It is the Friday, August 20th edition of the show. I'm Gary. I'm Chris. And Chris, I got to start off today. We might spend an hour on this. EA Sports went ahead and put Colin Kaepernick back in uh, Madden 22. Did you see this?
2: Uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's an
3: interesting choice. I'm, I'm okay with them putting them in the game. I don't care about the politics, whatever everybody oh, yeah, believes. No, I that's fine. Cared about any of that shit. But last year they had him rated over like 14 starting quarterbacks in the NFL. This year they still have him rated higher than Kirk Cousins, Justin Herbert, and Trevor Lawrence. Like, what are we doing? This man hadn't played football since what like 2015? 2016? Yeah, I don't He's know. He's 33 years old. He's the same age as Kirk Cousins, same age as like Matt Stafford, all that. But I mean, what what are we doing? Forget the politics out of it. Like this guy hadn't played in the NFL in 5 years. Like what are we it's even doing? A, Justin Justin <laughs> Herbert
2: is is one of like the young stars of college football. There's a world where those other guys mentioned are not any good at all this year. okay they're, they're, That world exists. There's no world where Justin Herbert is not one of the young stars of college football. That's, that's an
3: insult that's just too far. I just, I, I just don't understand it. I I don't get it. But either way, we got other things to discuss. We got more important matters, more pressing matters to uh, tend to. So before we do that, go ahead and give you guys the rundown. Winningcureseverything.com. That is where you can find everything you need to know about our show. Every appearance that we make, every other show that we do, every show that we do right here, it's gonna pop up right there. Very easy to do. You can subscribe to the podcast there, subscribe to YouTube, etc. Go ahead and do us a favor, share the website out, share the show out, share all of these out, and make sure that you are subscribed where you need to be subscribed. And if you are on the podcast, leave a nice five-star review over at Apple Podcasts. That is the best way uh, that you can help support us. That and, of course, doing the YouTube thing. So, uh, along with that, the show is brought to you by BetUS. Where the game begins. BetUS.com is the website. There is a link in the description below. And you can go ahead. Well, that is if you're on YouTube or the website or the podcast. Uh, click that link. Go ahead and sign up. Use the promo code NCAAF2021. It's going to give you a 125% deposit bonus up to $2,500. And it is Sportsbook exclusive, man. So you get, to, you get to talk, like gamble on all these different sports, whatever you want to do. But go ahead and knock it out. Terms, conditions, all that kind of stuff is right there on the website. So go ahead and check it out. BetUS.com, where the game begins. I got to tell you, I can't can't possibly recommend them enough. They are fantastic. I've been betting with them since I was 21. I'm 38 years old now. They've been around forever. Uh, Go ahead and check them out. I host a show for BetUS, the college football show over there. There's a link in the description for that. Chris hosts a college football show for sportsbookreview.com, sbrpicks.com slash ncaaf. The link is in the description for that one as well. Go ahead and check it out. Chris will be live on Tuesdays and Saturdays. I will be live on Wednesdays and Thursdays, so they do not overlap. Go ahead and check them out. Now, let's, uh, let's go ahead and dive into the topics at hand. We've got several, several to hit on today. The first one, Nebraska under ncaa investigation now can can we say that we might have saw or we might have seen this coming is that fair
2: uh, n- no okay no nobody not this
3: investigation. <laughs> no, no, not this. Like we're talking. Hang on.
2: Let's talk about what we're talking about here. Okay. Let's let's
3: get. Okay. Let me. We're let me talking give the about an
2: analysts being on the field, actually
3: coaching kids. That's that's the main part of this, I be, right? I
2: believe a hundred percent of Power Five schools and most G Five schools do this.
3: Yes. Improper use of analysts and consultants during practices and games. Uh, source familiar with the proceedings told CBS Sports the violations do not appear to be level one. Uh, which is the most egregious in the NCAA's eyes. Analysts on staff are not permitted on the field during practices nor on the sideline during games. However, there has been no appetite among NCAA programs to limit the number of support personnel in recent years. Uh, it was compared to Kansas's situation, which is uh, facing Level 2 and Level 3 football violations during Coach David Beatty's time with the program. It's, it's a joke, basically. Uh, now, this is being paired with the fact that they went ahead... And we're holding off-campus workouts that you were not supposed to be doing during the middle of the pandemic, which we knew that somebody other than Arizona State was doing this. Nebraska happened to be one of them. We don't think that those are the only two, but this was all reported by two former employees, two former staff members, and now, of course, They have moved on. They are no longer with the program, and they are the ones that turned this thing in. I I found it interesting that Trev Alberts, the new AD, was not made aware of this when they were attempting to hire him. They didn't tell him about it until he got the job. So it was basically, here's your office, here's your desk, here's your laptop. Oh, by the way, we're dealing with some NCAA stuff. Like, it's 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 not like you wouldn't have taken the job anyway because this is minor stuff.
2: But Wait a minute now, wait a minute. Nobody would do that, Gary. Like, no program when you're trying to sell yourself as a job.
3: Oh yeah. Or, or
2: whatever you're selling, you're only gonna put the best foot forward. That's Nobody it. would okay. say, okay. come here. We're a shit show. We're a complete disaster. Look at all these problems that we have. Nobody would do that. My first kind thought. Of, listen, I crap on Nebraska a lot. <laughs> all right. You know that. This is is well documented. This yes. this school, this athletic department has not been ran well for a long time. Okay, but I'm going to give them their due here. A hundred percent of the athletic departments would not have told the athletic director that they're hiring, and if now that he's found out about it, he would like to quit. There's the door, bro. But you're not getting your contract if you quit. Okay, so that's that's different. All right, you you can walk out now that you know that it's here. And good luck trying to get another job because everybody's going to hide this crap. Oh, yes. You know, so
3: yeah. it, it, it's
2: just one of those things. These are these are small infractions that don't bother me. I, I don't know what the NCAA is doing outside of the fact that they have lost so much leverage with controlling and punishing. And I, I guess the word I like to use is controlling. Controlling these athletic departments that I think they're trying to do something.
3: Well, yes, yes. I mean, they're trying to come up with something. But at the other side of this is, if somebody turns in a program, I mean, they have to do their due diligence. I'm okay with
2: you doing the investigation if somebody turns them in. But there's no doubt that 100%. Nick Saban, once fired, once fired, his offensive coordinator, or asked him to move on the week before, after the playoff game one, before a national championship game, and put in a – Quote-unquote analyst as OC. Now, do we think there's any world on earth he would trust somebody to take over the play calling if that person had not worked with the entire offense at some point in time every week of that year?
3: How many different pictures did we have of Butch Jones hanging out with players?
2: On the field. (laughs) On the field, yes. So this is... Anybody who wants to investigate this because somebody turned it in... We have video footage that it's happened in Alabama, and and nobody's investigating that. Exactly. And I'm not saying they should, by the way. You know me. It doesn't matter if I love the program or hate the program. I am very consistent. I think the NCAA can take all their bullshit rules, and they can roll them up real tight and shove it right up their ass.
3: Yeah. Yeah, we're getting to that I do not point. care
2: about any of these bullcrap rules that don't matter. If everybody's breaking them, then
3: we need to change the damn rules. Here is the the other side of this, right? This is There was a question of whether or not this was somebody inside Nebraska that was asked to report it, basically so that they would have a footing to get out of this deal with Scott Frost if things go poorly this season. They okay. Don't
2: you don't like, wait, wait a minute. So trying to
3: fire him for calls, trying to find a way to get out of such a massive buyout. If they fire him this season, they owe him like $20 million. Cause they just signed him to an extension. Like I know, two years I know. Ago. the, I mean, the extension was insane. They they yes. literally let him coach one year. <laughs> He's never he was,
2: had a winning season where he was bad, where yes. he was really bad. That one year they had him, had him finish that year. And then they, and then they gave him an extension. I don't, that doesn't make any sense to me. That athletic director <laughs> should have been fired. I think they allowed him to step down. I think he left on his own. I don't think they fired him. No, they should have fired him. Um, I I can't explain that. Okay, I I yeah. can't explain. I it's if it's you're trying to get your own coach fired if you're doing what Tennessee did. If you're doing what a, Kansas did,
3: where yeah. you're trying to get out of the buyout.
2: I mean, it seems to... I mean, we kind of ridiculed Tennessee pretty hard for this, but this seems to be the modern-day practice. Well, Andy Staples you wrote an article enough.
3: about this over at The Athletic explaining that this is what NCAA rules are used for now. Like, that's nobody right. pays attention to them, but if you can use them to get out get of paying out of a massive conscience. buyout, that's, right. that's how you use them. Yeah, It's it's kind of ridiculous, but alas, here we are. Uh, the, the off-campus location... Uh, they were doing unauthorized, organized workouts in front of strength and conditioning staff during the COVID nineteen lockdown. Um, it says it is unknown, however, whether the NCAA is investigating those allegations. Which, okay, you know, <laughs> everybody did it. Everybody was doing it. I just There's no I, question. Oh, it's just ridiculous. So. Trev Albert said uh, that they are working collaboratively with the NCAA to review a matter concerning our football program. We appreciate the dialogue we have had with the NCAA and cannot comment further on the specifics of this matter.
2: All right, so I know we need to move on. Yeah. But you brought up something, and now now I'm starting to put pieces together. Okay. How does Mark Emmert keep his job? He keeps the presidents happy. How does he keep the presidents happy? He helps them save tens of millions of dollars yes. in these bullshit contracts. So Mark Emmert is literally just, I mean, he's just a Gestapo working, working for the organization. Hey, a phone call is going to come in by a president saying we made a mistake with this coach. I need you to get rid of him for me. Oh, let me help you out. And Mark Emmert just comes a running. Yeah. Yeah. basically, That's what he does. That's all he's there for. That's how he keeps getting his job. That's how that's how people who are bad at their jobs continually keep their job. Yes. yes, they they weasel their way in of the people of power, and they just do their bidding. That's all he's doing here. Yes,
3: yes, a hundred
2: percent. That's infuriating to me. By the way, that's well,
3: infuriating to me. I mean, there's there's always a way to corrupt the system, right? I mean, it's it, it'll be like this forever. They will always find. Now if they're doing the goals.
2: this now. I now far beyond it to me to feel sorry for any of these damn coaches. Okay. All right, you make a lot of money, you sign shitty contracts, and you're not good at your job. Yeah, they should uphold their contract, but, you know, you, you've you manipulated the NCAA long enough to take a shitload of money out of this thing while kids never got paid. I don't care that you – cry me a river, okay? I'm not going to feel sorry for you. What, what I'm going to be pissed off about is if you're using it to fire coaches, I'm okay with. If this becomes a thing where after you fired the coach, now we're bringing punishment down on – new recruits and new kids that were had nothing to do with this stuff, then that's that's a different situation. You can't punish a team if the coaches ran an illegal, I mean, use the word illegal, an illegal uh practice training last year, you can't punish these kids for being told to go to this practice.
3: Yeah, that's true. That's true. If I mean if, if it's it, an organized practice, that's uh, that
2: they're just following yeah. orders and following rules and this is not, you know, you know, this is not Nazi Germany where you know you shouldn't follow those rules. No, no. If your coaches tell you to do this, you're going to do it, or you're going to yes. lose your
3: scholarship. You're absolutely going to do it every time. Yeah, every so, time.
2: So, so, so you can't. If the NCAA is just going to punish the coaches by helping these presidents to keep their jobs, then I'm okay with that. If it comes down to we're going to start putting you on probation and taking scholarships, and it's going to start affecting the the actual kids that are that are there. Then, then, then I got beef. Then I tell the NCA, "You need to hold the hell on. You need to back up a little bit."
3: Yeah, yeah. Honest, hopefully, those
2: that, that messed up, leave these kids alone.
3: Yes, I think that's what everybody has wanted, you know, from the get go, right? Yes, that's that's it. That's the whole thing. Let's move on. Georgia dealing with injury issues, man. They are so. We talked about Eric Gilbert and how he is gone. Right, George Pickens torn ACL. Early, early, he's he's out for however long. This was during spring practice. He's out for basically the entire season. Yep. And now, we got tight end Darnell Washington. We got defensive back Tyke Smith, who is a West Virginia transfer that came in, All-American last year. And honestly, like they, they are both guys that there is depth at the position, but they're both really good at what they do. So, this is not ideal. But what I am curious about is Kirby Smart put out a statement because he, he was not scheduled to speak to the media, but this kind of took off like wildfire as soon as, I believe Josh Pate from Lake Kick is the one that actually reported it. But this, you know, they, they released the statement that, hey, this is day-to-day. We're going to see what happens. It's foot injuries, you know, all that kind of stuff. And what everybody's saying, Dogs 247 reported that they'll be out at least three weeks. Which is going to go into the Clemson game. Now, I don't think it's going to be long term, but foot injuries can be a little bit quirky. Like we talked about it with Carson Wentz and whatnot. We talked about it with uh, uh, Quentin Nelson. Um, this is this is interesting. I mean, obviously the the wide receiver room dealing with some problems. Uh, George Pickens, Jermaine Burton, Kiaris Jackson, Dominic Blaylock have been limited or out during preseason practice due to injury. Now you got these guys out. Uh, this is kind of piling up, but I'm, I'm curious, you know, this was, this was weird for Kirby to come out and, and make a statement that, Hey, they're day to day. And yet everybody else is saying, yeah, it's going to be three plus weeks. What, what do you think about this?
2: This this is just more just trying to tamper it down for his own people. At the end of the day, if they miss the full three weeks, this is, this is, this is what you get with Kirby, man. You get a guy that's going to feed you shit and keep you in the dark. He's just going to constantly lie to you. He's going to tell you everything's great all the time. It's just what he does. Yeah, he's doing the same yeah. thing to all these younger groups. You know, I've got the number one quarterback in the country. Well, next year's number one quarterback in the country. You can come in and absolutely play. We don't even like that guy that's here right now. Come on, yeah. And and two years later, that guy's going to just transfer. He's going to leave.
3: So yes, yes, you're you're almost exactly right. I mean, I, this, this is what Kirby does. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Yeah, it this is um this is not great. Like if anything this this ends up hurting chemistry on the team, it's tough to work guys back in when you've been practicing with other guys for several weeks, especially during training camp, which is, you know, fall camp is is where the teams are basically built, right? Like spring camp is one thing, fall camp is you are putting everything in and you are ready to roll. Everybody that's going to be on the team is there. And and if you miss this, I mean that's it's tough to get back in, man. So not that not that they won't welcome back Darnell Washington or Tyke Smith because those guys are uber talented, but at, this is not starting off well for the Georgia Bulldogs. That line, by the way, you know it opened at Clemson minus four, at, it's it's still sitting at three right now. I was just about to say yeah, it didn't move at all. It has not moved. I don't <laughs> I don't know what to make of it. If Georgia can come out and win this game against Clemson without a bunch of these guys it's going to be very very impressive. very well, impressive. but it but it might tell us more about Clemson than Georgia. Are you 100% right about that?
2: Because okay. we're all assuming Clemson is just going to reload like they always have, which they have unbelievable amounts of talent on the field. The stars are are just crazy. But that that doesn't they're going to, they're going to have a lot of unproven guys out there.
3: Yes, they are. Yes, they are. The next topic I wanted to hit on Clay Travis now, we're not going to get into politics on this show. We get it. Uh, but they're, they are planning an outkick tour for Southeastern football. And I am super curious about this. Uh, he is going to be a part of Fox's Big Noon Kickoff, which is welcoming in Bob Stoops to replace Urban Meyer. And they're going to have him on Fox & Friends on Fox News on Saturday mornings as part of this. And he's he's doing his own tour separate from Big Noon Kickoff because obviously, big noon kickoff goes to the game that they are going to show on Fox at noon, which has been highly successful, highly rated, all that good stuff. And but will never be an
2: SEC game. It will never be a southeast. Rarely be a southeast game because Fox yeah. just doesn't have
3: any teams in the southeast. Fox has the Big Ten and the Pac twelve. That's right. That's right. Now they're they're not going to be southeast. Right. There's no southeast. So the schedule that they are starting off with. Thursday, September 2nd, they're going to be in Knoxville for Bowling Green, Tennessee. That makes sense because Clay is a Tennessee fan. So, of course. Uh, September 4th, they're going to be in Charlotte for Georgia-Clemson. He's going to be in Fayetteville for Texas-Arkansas on September 11th. And then September 18th, they'll be in Gainesville for Alabama and Florida. And he said, our goal is to pick the best game in the South every weekend. We'll continue all fall until we finish at the SEC Championship game in Atlanta on December 4th. Is this... I'm I'm curious what Fox is doing here. And of course the typical Twitter people are are out there like, oh, I'm not watching this ever again because Clay Travis is on it, da 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 da. I get that. There's there's more football fans that will watch because of Clay than That's won't. Right. But I'm curious if Fox is trying to they know that they cannot get in with the SEC. Is this a way for them to bring in at least some SEC viewership because they understand what a behemoth that is? Yes. I think that's the answer to this right yeah
2: no totally and and if if the big noon kickoff is smart they're gonna be they're gonna be like doing hits with clay throughout the show yeah that's that's their plan that's their plan i was about to say this can't just be him going on fox and friends doing it he has to be coming in doing multiple hits a show um yeah this is their way to get sec coverage which is big and also this is their viewers i mean look at Look at Fox ratings across the country. And when you get to the Southeast, it lights up like a, you know, you know, like Las Vegas. It's just that's that's their market. These people aren't dumb. They're really smart. They know what they're doing. All the people that are gonna say, I'm not gonna watch this, I'm gonna bet have never watched Fox's big noon kickoff before in their life anyway.
3: Exactly. Okay?
2: This is this is a whole bunch of back when the kneeling happened. Like 80% of my family all coming out saying I'll never watch the NFL again but the last time I went over to their family's house. they all watching the it. <laughs> two years ago. No, no. I turned on like like a Colts-Titans game because that's all they get on the local show. And and they were like, oh, is Peyton Manning playing? And I was like, Peyton Manning hadn't been in the league in like six years. Okay? <laughs> so like, calm the hell down, all right? Like, I'm never watching again, and I haven't watched in five years. Let's, let's calm down,
3: all right? Yes, yes. Have you seen the I bus?
2: No, it's a bus, Gary,
3: it's no, no, a bus. No. It's a bus, but it's the interesting part is they've got a they've got a picture of Clay wearing a sleeveless shirt, but they've got it it's like somebody else's body with his head on it and it's like tattooed with all the SEC logos. <laughs> it's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my life. I mean,
2: but that's what Clay is.
3: Clay's ridiculous guy, right? He is. He is. He He's a ridiculous is. guy. He has done a very good job. Of building up a fan base, I will say that it's uh, it's interesting. Interesting. I don't know that I could do the things that he does. Cheers to him for doing them, and it continues on because Fox is giving him a platform here. Uh, so we'll we'll see. But I, I found it interesting, and I thought this has I think to be. A,
2: I do think there's a market for this because yes. ESPN has ran off a lot of people, and those people love college football, and they continue to go to game day because I will tell you this game day crosses all lines, man. Like it doesn't matter if you're mad at ESPN or not, you're watching game day. Okay. Yes. Like that's just it. But game day does a great, like the people of game day do a great job of doing all the things that sports fans love and they leave out most of the things that all of the sports fans that have had, have had beef in the past, you know, leave out. Yeah. Um, so the stories they tell are amazing. Um, they're just hard to compete with, okay? Fox's opportunity to compete is is they're It's not their build up show. It's the ratings that they're getting on the new big noon kickoff, the the noon game. That's just it. That's usually the second best rated game of the of the week. Yes, yes, and that's that's is. hard to argue with, man. That's hard to to complain about.
3: Oh, yeah. I mean, people get up on Saturday. They want to go ahead and start watching football. If you can give them a good product at noon, at noon Eastern, then, yeah, they're going to watch. They're absolutely going to watch. And, no, it's not ideal for the Pac-12, which is, you know, one of the partners that Fox has. But Fox also understands there is a market at 11 a.m. Central Time. Guess what?
2: Right now, not a lot of people are paying for Pac-12 football. So, do you want to take this big-ass check and play at noon? Or do you want to, you know, forego it, hope that somebody else pays you more?
3: Exactly. Exactly. All right. Let's talk a little NFL right quick. Before we jump into our NFC South previews, I got to bring up something that happened uh, the other day. Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton was talked to about playing quarterback for the Chicago Bears. Now, this article over at CBS Sports says, no matter how fast the Justin Fields hype train rolls— Andy Dalton is continuing to operate as QB1 for the Chicago Bears. When the veteran quarterback signed with the club in free agency, the organization wasted no time dubbing him the starter for the upcoming 2021 season. However, the drafting of Justin Fields has, at the very least, put a ceiling for how far Dalton's tenure with the franchise will last. Now, he spoke with reporters on Wednesday, and he, he explained that he understands the hype from Bears fans surrounding Fields, but reiterated that it is his job. He said, you can't focus on that. If you focus on that, then it's going to beat you down. I know who I am. I know who I was created to be. I know where my identity lies. Do I want the fans behind me and this team and all that kind of stuff? Yes. Do I want them behind Justin? Absolutely, I do. But that is not my focus. I can't focus on all that right now. Like I said before, Justin's going to have his time. Justin's going to have a great career. And here we go. But right now, it's my time. So my focus is being the best player I can be for this team and do everything I can to help this team win. I, I love this. And then there is a part of me that is going, this man knows that he ain't going to be the starter for long, right? Like, there's there's no way. This is, this is the head coach's job on the line. And if he goes to battle with Andy Dalton instead of Justin Fields, that's it. It's a ballgame. I... I, I love the idea of putting this out there, but I also know what the truth is. You you kind of feel the same way. So what's Andy supposed to say in that situation? Exactly. I, I wish they wouldn't even put him out there. I know they have right. to. But no one ain't on. I'm, I don't
2: mind them putting him out there, but that's this is what he's got to say. He's got to have confidence in himself. And, and I'm going to tell you this. I do think that Andy Dalton's going to start the season.
3: Yes, he's going and to start the, the season.
2: But now here's the question, Gary. What if they win? And then what if they win the next game? And what if they win the next game? And yeah. what if they just keep on winning?
3: Like, if they, are we yeah. just
2: going to wait until they lose? And then, oh, you lost a game. So let's say you're four and one. You're going to pull Andy.
3: Isn't this kind of what the Dolphins did last year?
2: No, 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 no. This is nothing like what the Dolphins did last
3: year. Nothing like. Okay, that. explain to what me the, the
2: Dolphins did last year. Nobody else has ever done. And by doing what the Dolphins did last year, they threw away a playoff opportunity. Yes. They, threw, they took a playoff opportunity, and they threw it in the trash. And I'm going to tell you, Matt Nagy knows he can't do that. I don't know. I mean, the Bears
3: made the playoffs last year, and, and everybody was ready to fire him anyway.
2: Yeah, but it, it doesn't matter. That that Look at how the season played out. Look at how they made the playoffs. That's that's different. This is not what the Dolphins did. Brian Flores and them are in a completely different situation. Nobody was coaching for their job. All right, Everybody in Miami is thrilled to have him. Um, Nagy, Nagy can't take a chance of, of losing games. If Andy is winning, now that's a big if. All right, nobody believes Andy's gonna win. Okay, true. Very few people
3: believe Andy's. I mean, they win. they start off at the Rams, like yeah. it's not. <laughs>
2: but if Andy wins that game, I mean, damn. What do you what do
3: you say? Well, I mean, after that, you've got Cincinnati in the next game. Then you've got yeah. at Cleveland and you got Detroit. Yeah. Like, so yeah. so,
2: like I said, let's say they end up one and three. A three and one. You you can't fire him. You can't bench him. Or yeah. four and one. I mean, what do you do? That you that, just gotta keep rolling if you're nagging. You yeah. If you're nagging, you're really coaching for your job, you really do have to win. You really do. If at they, all
3: costs. If they put Dalton out there, they really believe that he is their best opportunity to win.
2: Well, I think they're gonna put him out there regardless of what they believe week one. Yeah, because you that's that's you don't want to believe.
3: You don't wanna put Fields out there against that Rams defense. That's
2: I don't even know that you're worried about that. It's still just too early. It's still just not not a lot of people like starting the rookie quarterbacks. And 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 I'll tell you this: I, I'm I'm agnostic about it. Okay, I have no feelings whatsoever. It, I think if the guy's ready to go, and the veteran you have, you know, isn't as good, I I want to play the best guy. But I'm not ever going to be upset at a team that's saying, "Hey, we want to look." The Chiefs sat Patrick Mahomes for an entire season, and they they played Alex Smith, and they weren't good. They weren't good at all.
3: But uh, all okay? the guys at practice knew that Mahomes was Everybody the guy. Everybody knew they Patrick was the guy. Yeah.
2: But nobody nobody cared because yeah. the difference is is
3: Andy had trust. Yeah, and Andy had a job. Like, Matt and Aggie may not have a job. That's where yeah. it gets different. That's what, That's what I'm saying. Andy has the trust. Like, we
2: assume that what he's doing is the right thing.
1: Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.
3: All right, you ready to get into previews? Yep. Let's do it. Starting off the NFC South, the Atlanta Falcons. Starting right down, about six hours away from us, down here in Memphis. The Atlanta Falcons. Win total sits at seven and a half. To go over, it is minus 130. Under is even money. To win the division, they are plus 750. That's number three in the division. To win the NFC, plus 4,000. I wouldn't even worry with that. Wouldn't even worry with it. To make the playoffs, they are plus 200. To not is minus 250. They are projected favorites in seven games, and their projected strength of schedule is the 14th easiest, according to win totals right now. This is this is interesting. Uh, three straight seasons of win total unders. They went one and eight in one score games in 2020. I mean, they were they were right there so many different times. They got a new head coach, Arthur Smith, former offensive coordinator for the Tennessee Titans. They blew five fourth quarter leads with under two minutes to play last year. Like they were that close to being good. That close. They faced the single toughest DVOA schedule in the NFL last year. Matt Ryan produced the 8th best success rate in 12 personnel last year. So, while they lose Julio Jones, they did bring in Kyle Pitts. And if you're going to be running 12 personnel, maybe this is good for Matt Ryan. We shall see. Maybe there's a reason that they didn't trade away their quarterback. Defense outperformed their talent last year. They ended up 14th in DVOA. They did not upgrade it very much. Uh, They were the third healthiest team in the NFL in 2020 per Football Outsiders. That's going to be very tough to uh, duplicate. And because of their London home game and their 17th game is at Jacksonville, this team is only going to have seven out of 17 games at home this year. Found it very interesting. I am of the belief that this team is actually going to be pretty good, and I think it might be at the detriment of another team in this division, but I'm going to take the Falcons to go over the seven and a half. I kind of like this team. I think old man Matt Ryan, Matty Ice, going to make a little bit of a revenge tour. I I like them, but not by much. This is not going to be like a a run out and bet your mortgage on it. I've got them winning eight games. Like, I I think it's going to be a fun first year for Arthur Smith. I think Kyle Pitts is going to be fantastic. I think Calvin Ridley is going to be good. And I think Russell Gage is... I I think they would not have traded Julio Jones. They would have found another way to settle that salary cap issue. But I think they trust Russell Gage. So, former LSU guy. So... I'm I'm kind of in on this. I'm going to go over the seven and a half. What uh What are your thoughts?
2: I've got this team right at the number, but I got them at seven and ten. Um, so that's an under. But but I, you're not rushing complete, to bet it, right? It's, no, it's a complete stay away for me. Um, but 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 for this purpose, I've got them at under. Um, I think that, that that has them significantly improved over what they've been the last two years. By the way, okay, yes, I think Arthur Smith is going to be a big increase in what they are and who they are. I also think they're about a 50 50 ball club. Okay. And I think the teams that are better than them, they lose to. And I think the teams that that they are better than, they will beat. I think they will split almost every divisional game except for maybe the Bucks. Okay. And maybe they can win one of those Bucks games. Okay. I don't know. But, but I just, I just can't see this team being great. I mean, you got them at eight and nine. I got them at seven and 10. We're, we're virtually the same um, on this team. That's vastly improved from what they've been. Yeah, I think Arthur Smith is capable and competent,
3: and he's going to be a good head coach. They they do start off against Philly at home. That's right. But then, man, always- you go you go to Tampa in week two, and, and then you've got at the Giants. I think that Giants game, big swing game, to figure out what this team is going to be early, uh, and then they play Washington. They got the Jets in week five. It, it's you you go Well it gets ugly late. Yeah that's it, the thing. If you look at the back end of that schedule, it gets real ugly late. You you at least, you know, win one of two against the Giants and the Washington football team. I, I think you can get the Jets. I think you can get Philly. You start this season out three and two. I think you're looking all right. Like well, I better. think it's definitely better.
2: That's right. No no one and I don't doubt that. I don't doubt that at all. But from that point forward, you know, rolling off four more wins is basically splitting your with your
3: division. Yes. Yes, yeah, I think I think you're right. I think you're right. All right, moving on, the Carolina Panthers, and they they've got a win total sitting at the exact same as the Falcons, seven and a half to go over, exact same odds, minus one thirty to go under, plus one hundred, and yeah, we'll talk about that here in a minute. To win the division, they're plus nine hundred. They are last um, to win the NFC, plus four thousand to make the playoffs, plus two fifty. And no is minus three fifty. They are projected favorites in only five games. They've got the thirteenth easiest schedule. So this team, as far as all the stats and odds and all that good stuff, sets up almost exactly like the Falcons. They have three straight win total unders. due to the Panthers? McCaffrey, the the star player, I guess you could say, missed thirteen games in twenty twenty. Uh, the season kind of comes down to Sam Darnold. I think uh, it, that's they, they made no backup options. Like, there's nothing else. It's just Sam Darnold. You're hoping that Joe Brady can perform a miracle. Uh, Terrace Marshall may have been there still at the draft. Uh, He's got a perfect passer rating um, on deep throws, which is absolutely incredible. Uh, It's possible. He's he's got some catches in in camp. Oh, yeah. Wow. It's it's been unbelievable. (laughs) just unreal. Uh, It is possible that Darnold is just a bad quarterback. He ranked last out of 36 eligible quarterbacks in EPA per play and was last in QBR from a clean pocket. That is tough to do. Not good. But, like, from a clean pocket, he still couldn't complete passes. Like, yeah. that's that's bad. Uh, played the second toughest schedule in 2020. They went 3-8 and eight in one-score games. The opponents last year made 29 out of 31 field goals, uh, which is, you know, ridiculous. It was the highest in the NFL. It's a luck stat. We get it. Uh, opponents only made 77% against them in 2019. What uh, you got to figure out on the offensive line, like, to replace Russell Okung, can Little or Irving do that? We'll have to see. Uh, Darnold has never had this kind of offensive talent before in the NFL. Sure. Does that make a difference? I mean, we, we shall see. I have got this team going under, uh, partly because I've got the Falcons going over. I, I, w- I want this team to be good. I want Matt Rule to be good. I want Joe Brady to be good. I think as soon as this team gets good, I think Brady gets a head coaching job. So yeah, I do too. Hey, give me uh give me your thoughts here. I'm going I'm going under for even money.
2: All right. So we're I'm we're literally in the exact opposite boat of the Falcons. Yep. I've got this team eight and nine, which for this like um whatever you call this. Exercise, um, I guess. Exercise, <laughs> sure. That was the word I was looking for, but I couldn't get it out of my mouth. Um for this exercise, I've got them going over, but this is a complete stay away. I do think that one of the reasons teams attempted so many field goals is because this defense was better than expected, considering the fact that it was almost all rookies.
3: Yeah, they drafted like all seven of their draft picks last all year. All seven were of their draft picks them.
2: last year were were, were defensive guys. Um, I think that defense will be better. I trust Matt Rule. I love Matt Rule, and uh, and I think this team overall is substantially better. Is Darnold good? Maybe not. Is Darnold better or equal to Teddy Bridgewater? Probably. Okay. I can't in good conscience tell you he's worse than Teddy Bridgewater.
3: I will I will say this. I think he's got a higher ceiling and a lower floor. So okay, it might just be right there in the middle. True,
2: but, I'm gonna, but I'm gonna bet they're not gonna allow him to reach the floor. I'm gonna bet that they're gonna run a simplistic offense to help him not have to have to be be so like to the floor. I think <laughs> I, I think saying. this team I think this team is going to be better than they were. You know, I got them eight and nine, and and basically I think the teams that they're better than they will be. I think the teams that they're not better than they won't be. And you know, when it comes to the division, I think they're going to be tough to beat at home outside of the uh, of the Bucks. And and I think you know they'll struggle to win those road games. So yeah, open as, as close to five hundred as you're going to allow me to have them. They open with with the Jets.
3: They open with the Jets, and then they've got the Saints coming in, and who knows what the Saints are going to look like? Then you've got at Houston, so they got a chance. Oh no, that's the thing is they can roll off a couple W's real quick. Yes, I mean you play at Dallas in Week Four, uh, then you got Philly in Week Five. I mean this they they got a they got a chance. uh, I think offensively
2: and defensively they're going to be significantly better. Maybe not significantly, they're going to be better, and with that. I'm okay. I trust this coaching staff. I am with you though. If if this team, if this team's competent, if Sam Darnold's competent, it's gonna be real hard
3: to keep Joe Brady. Yes. Oh, most certainly. If he the can, only the only if the only way him.
2: Joe Brady would stay is if the only jobs available are awful jobs that nobody wants.
3: Yeah. If you can find even one job with a, a little bit of upside, yeah. he's probably gone. Probably I, gone. I
2: wonder, I wonder is he holding holding out for Cincinnati to call? Entirely possible. But now, then the other question comes, because I've I've thought about this, and I've played this away in my mind, is would Cincinnati call him after they just had a really young, really inexperienced head coach not work out?
3: Yeah, that could be Because
2: Most owners swing the complete opposite direction.
3: Yeah, most of them do, but in this situation... Except for Jerry Jones. Well, remember, just
2: coaches all look the exact same.
3: This is They're- a team, though, thinking about the Bengals, this is a team that that just dra- – like, you knew that they needed offensive line help, and they talked themselves into drafting Joe Burrow's teammate from LSU. I think,
2: but I don't think it was his teammate. I think they took the best wide receiver on the board. Yes, I think yes. If there was a wide receiver better than him, I think they would have drafted that one.
3: So, in this situation, you don't think Joe Brady would be the best coach on the board? It's not
2: that. It's It's – I I don't I've seen owners I've seen owners do this forever I've never seen an owner Outside of Jerry Jones Back to back Hire the same looking coach They just don't Once they fire one They usually swing to an extreme of the other I could see them going after An older veteran retread of a coach
3: Yeah Yeah okay I I, I do see where you're coming from
2: Or just not firing him yeah. at all
3: Which is what they did forever Just we're just We're
2: okay just, with yeah. being bad
3: I mean, we talked about that with the Bengals. Like, yeah, even so, if he's bad, are they going to fire him this year? I just don't about... know
2: that that job's going to come open. Yeah,
3: but... you, you might be right about that. You might be right. All right, moving on. The New Orleans Saints. Four straight win total overs. Life was nice with Drew Brees, man. Very nice. They, uh, they've uh they gone over 10.5 in two straight seasons. The win total sits at nine right now, and it is juiced to the under at minus 130. Uh, to go over is even money, plus 100. To win the division, they are plus 350. That is number two, which means you know this team's got some talent on it. Uh, to win the NFC, plus 1,600, which you hadn't seen those odds that low in, I mean, forever. Well, oh, said, yeah, yeah
2: since before Drew.
3: Yeah. Uh, playoffs, plus 110 to make them. Minus 140, not two. They are projected favorites in, you'll find this interesting, 11 games. They're projected That's to insane. be favorites. Well, it's
2: just uh, insane. Vegas it's <laughs> gonna lose their ass if they don't change that.
3: Fourth most difficult uh schedule based on win totals. Now, rolling through some of this, some of this stuff that I've written down, some of these notes. What is life post Drew Brees? Uh Breeze threw 23 interceptions from 2017 through 2020. Jameis Winston threw 30 of them in one season in 2019. <laughs> it <was>. So that's <laughs> it's not even comparable. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Oh, the Saints defense ranked number four in EPA per play and yards per play last year, but they had the fourth worst red zone touchdown percentage in the league last year. So even though they were pretty good at stopping them most of the time, when people got into the red zone, they scored. Like, period. They lost tight end Jared Cook and wide receiver Emmanuel Sanders. They cannot afford to have Michael Thomas out for very long. Due to the salary cap, they lost a bunch of defensive contributors. Uh, I wrote them down. I mean, Brown, Hendrickson, Jenkins, Alexander, etc. They are going to rely on rookies and backups this year. Peyton Turner, their first round pick. Like this looks like a project. And he's got the size and everything else, but this was not somebody that really anybody expected to be drafted here, especially for a team that needs guys to come in and contribute immediately. I'm interested in this. I'm going under the nine. I I think this team is is good, but man, you look at this schedule. Uh, this is this is tough stuff, and I don't know that they have any idea what they want to do with the quarterback position. It, you bring in Jameis, like it, maybe he's better, maybe, but anybody that goes over with this is basically just hoping that it goes over, I think. So I think the smart play is on the under. It, it's juiced to the under. I've got them winning eight ball games. It's not one I'm running out to bet, uh, but that's the way that I'm going to roll with this. What uh, What say you? I we disagree completely on this team. Uh, I guess in this division,
2: <laughs> well, you 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 made a statement that I just can't I can't wrap my head around right now. Okay. which is I think this team is good. I think that they they have I talent don't. on the team. I I that, that's where we disagree. I think I think they lost a lot of talent to free agency. I think you know they lost a lot of skill players. Alvin Kamara, let's let's get it straight. Alvin Kamara is really good at football. Yes, Alvin Kamara is going to have a hard time being good at football. I got this team five and twelve. Ooh. I don't think they're good at all. Remember a couple of years ago? Remember a couple of years ago, the Falcons. It might not have been the year that coming off the Super Bowl. Might have been the year after that. Whatever. Um, Falcons were were another picked to, you know Super Bowl dark horse. Definitely picked to make the playoffs. Whatever, and we did this game and I had them winning two games, and I threw it away, and I told you on the show, I said I can't in good conscience when everybody's telling me this is a 9-10 win team, I can't in good conscience have them winning two games. I'm doing something wrong, and so I went back to the sheet, and I kind of forced my way to like six wins. Remember when I did that? And remember when they finished that season with like three wins? I, think yeah, it was, I, think it was I was four. right. Yes, you you were right, yes. I was right, and I didn't give in to myself. I saw this schedule. I went through it. I looked at this roster, and unless something magical happens at the quarterback position or some fairy dust gets sprinkled on some skill players outside of Alvin where they can move the ball down the field, I don't have a clue how we're getting past six or seven wins. I got them at 5. I'm holding tight. This is one of my favorite bets of the year. I wish I lived somewhere like Las Vegas where because there are no offshore books that are going to have odds where I can go in and bet. There's one super book in Vegas where you can bet every game right now for the whole season. I'd take every dog i take every money line go ahead and make them favorites in 11 games and let me catch points <laughs> in all 11 of those games please please for the life of me i bet all 17 of their games right now against them blind just knowing that the knowing that the books i think are wrong i think they're wrong and i think they're big
3: wrong i i tend to agree with you like I do, th- I mean, a lot of them are. I going don't think James is a
2: good football player at all, and no. I I don't know what in the hell we call Taysom Hill. I think he's a good football player. He's weird. He's not a quarterback, and I don't think this defense is close to as good as the defense have been the last couple of years, where you can play close tight ball games. That's the problem I have.
3: Let me let me roll through. it. So remember, they played Tampa Bay twice. Now they beat them. Two times in the regular that's, season last that's a different year. But that was team, with Drew though. Brees. Yeah, it was a team. totally
2: different team. Uh, that not just with Drew Brees. No, the that was defense with much better skilled players at the wide receiver position, and it was with a substantially better defense.
3: Yes, hundred percent. Look, this is where we start off with. You got Green Bay coming in in Week One. Then you play at Carolina and at the Patriots. Then you got the Giants coming in. You got at Washington, at Seattle, Tampa Bay again. You got Atlanta coming in. Then you play at Tennessee. Now Eagles. I mean, I'm, I'm giving them that one, right? Buffalo, Dallas, you got at the Jets. I'm giving them that one.
2: I don't see them winning any of these games.
3: I, m- I, most of them. I don't. I got several wins out of these, but I had to talk myself into them.
2: Yeah, I'm because sure Because I you trust did. Sean Payton. Like, but I, that's I just... the problem is Sean Payton's not magical. Just like Bill Belichick wasn't magical. You can't just pull a rabbit out of your ass.
3: That's that's yeah. not how
2: this works. I, okay. I, yeah, I can at see At some that. point in time, it takes talent to win these things.
3: And they don't have a ton of it right now. They no. certainly do not. No. You don't, Listen, you don't think I'm going to that... tell you
2: something. I'm going to tell you something. This is going to sound shocking, okay? My New England Patriots at the wide receiver position are hot garbage, okay? Yeah. I would say the worst in the league. I might take my guys outside of the Saints wide receivers without Michael Thomas.
3: It's... Yeah, I'm pulling up the depth chart here. Uh, wide receiver... It's not good. I mean, outside of Michael Thomas, you've got... Treyquan Smith, who's dealing with injuries. Uh, he's questionable for the uh, training camp right now. You got Lil Jordan Humphrey, Deontay Harris, Marquez Calloway, Ty Montgomery, Chris Hogan, Kawan Baker, Tommy Lee Lewis, Kevin White, Aesop Winston, and Jalen McCleskey is, uh, this, this, is on this IR. Is,
2: this is a mitigated disaster. Disaster. At least my damn Patriots, at least Bill went out and got two tight ends that are badass because he knows his receiving core is
3: garbage. Tight end hey. here, by the way, uh, Adam Troutman.
2: Yeah, and Saints let all their tight ends go.
3: Yeah, Adam Adam Troutman is their starting tight end. Nick Vanette is the other guy. You still got Alvin Kamara. You still got Michael Alvin's Thomas a, when he comes Alvin's back. Alvin's a
2: freak. I, I'm, I'm, I would be worried about Alvin this year. A, the beauty is, is he's going to get a metric shit ton of touches, okay? I mean, it's just going to be obscene, the amount of times he touches the football. Can he stay healthy doing that? And... If you're a defense, how on earth, especially if Michael Thomas is not in the game? Oh my God! Do you just just put a DB and a linebacker on him, and just say you're going nowhere? Yeah,
3: I I, think I mean that's I'm going to double team you
2: with with probably a safety, not a DB, but a safety and a linebacker, and I'm just going to not not let you go anywhere. We're just going to yeah. harass the shit out of you.
3: I I think that's what you got to do. I think that's I, I think that's what everybody will do. I mean, it's just there's there's nobody else to, to really have to defend. I just so don't you don't think fear this, anybody.
2: I I watched my Patriots be the most consistent, best run organization, best team in football for twenty years. Okay, and then they took a year where Tom left, and they said, "Well, we'll just try to see what we can do with it. We're not spending a lot of money. We're not panicking. We're not doing anything crazy. We're just going to do the same things we always do. And we're not, you know, this is what we are." And we saw what it looked like. No yeah. skilled players, no stars, all the defensive guys were were opted out because of COVID. But it's no different than these guys being let go. The difference yeah. is is now you gotta go play against them because they went on and got jobs somewhere else. You know, but but that's neither here nor there. They're no longer with you. So the defense struggled readily. Yeah. And and I trust Bill's defense over over, you know, the Saints defense. All day oh,
3: long. absolutely. Absolutely. I just can't
2: I just can't in good faith figure this team to be good this year. I, I also I also think this. I think this is one of the places, because of where they're located in the world and because of the politics of our country, which, you know, disgust me. I don't know that this, the, the, the Superdome is going to be as rocking as it usually is. I don't know that it's going to be the home field advantage that it's been
3: because you might I don't be right.
2: They're selling that thing out, man.
3: No, because they they have gone back and and fixed their refund policy and all that kind of stuff. Because well, they uh, had to legally they would have yeah. they would have gotten sued. and They would have
2: lost that in court.
3: Yeah, because they are. We hadn't talked about this on the show, but they are requiring everybody be vaccinated to get into the stadium this season. So,
2: which is fine. But then they said they weren't going to refund season ticket holders' money. But you can't institute a rule after somebody's already paid you. Yep. That rule must have all of this stuff has to have been put in place before basically those contracts were signed. Yes, um, for you to hold it against the the customer, so uh they would have they would have lost that. So so I do not I do not see in New Orleans is a is a different city, and there's plenty of people in New Orleans that love the Saints and are are vaccinated probably and would have no problems trying to fill it up. I New Orleans is also a very poor city. New Orleans is not a lot of different. Than Memphis outside of it's a hell of a lot better party city than Memphis. Yeah, it's but there's I, not a there's not a lot. I'm
3: going to be curious. This NFL year.
2: tickets are expensive.
3: Yes, yes they are. Yes they are. All right, we'll close out the NFC South previews with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and you know, any team that that wins the Super Bowl and brings back twenty two starters, I I don't even know how you do that. I just, I mean, you've never been done before. No, like, I, it, it makes no sense. Like, obviously, if you're starting, you're going to be happy, and it, as long as the money's good, these are all guys that are not used to winning. This team went, you know, from way down to way up very quickly. Uh, their win total is at eleven and a half this year. Minus one sixty-five juice to the over, and to the under is plus one thirty-five to win the division. Minus two fifty. I mean, that is absurd uh, to win the NFC. They are the favorites, plus 275 to make the playoffs, yes, minus 650, no. <laughs> minus 650 to make the playoffs <laughs> this is
2: just an insane number.
3: To not make the playoffs is plus 425. Uh, they are projected favorites in 15 of 17 games. One of those games is uh, is a pick'em. So, you know, we'll see. Um, projected strength of schedule is the fifth easiest, according to win totals. Would I you? thought so as well
2: when I went through the schedule. I was just like it. It doesn't get much easier than
3: yeah. This. When you look at the Saints schedule and then you look at this, it almost doesn't look fair. Like, well, but that's the difference between being
2: number one in the division and number two in the division. Yeah, yeah. No, this year
3: you're correct that's because the, the Saints work. Saints did win the division last season, and then they lost a bunch of dudes. So that is the way it goes. Uh, you got two straight win total over uh, or two straight overs. Uh, under Arians, excuse me. Uh, no Tom Brady team has ever gone under their win total since 2009. It's pretty impressive. Pretty uh, like impressive. I said, all 22 starters are back from a Super Bowl winning team. Schedule is easier thanks to adding NFC and AFC East teams. Uh, how different do we look at the Bucks if they had lost to the Saints in the playoffs? That was an interesting question. I started looking back at that, and they. So Jared Cook fumbled the ball inside of Tampa Bay territory with the saints up by seven in the third quarter, you put the saints up by 14 in the third quarter. All of a sudden, maybe that's a little bit of a different game, right? But instead I mean, it's
2: going to be a different game, but at the end of the day, you're telling me Tom can't come back in a, in a whole quarter.
3: I, no, I, no, 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 I'm not saying that. I'm just saying if the saints don't, if it doesn't end up being a tie game after that, right? Because that immediately led to points for the bucks. It, you know, it, it just it turns things around. So how different would we look at this team if they had lost in the first round of the playoffs as opposed to, you know, when they did. Or sorry, the second round, right? Um, I'm going to say
2: something that I'm pretty sure is I'm not allowed to say anymore. Go ahead. It's something I've been saying since I was a child because I heard, like, inappropriate shit all my life. If my aunt had balls, she'd be my uncle. Okay. But yeah. That's it. If, ifs and buts don't mean
3: Shit, Okay? You're talking, about, you're talking yeah.
2: about if they scored and there's still an entire quarter left to go and and they're only down 14 points. We just assume, oh, that's an L for Tom because he's never done this before.
3: <laughs> I'm not just assuming. I'm just saying if they had found, if they had ended up losing that game, how different do we look at this Bucks team? And I think it's well, vastly now, if different. They, if they lose,
2: then yes, how do we look at the team? Uh, I think some of the free agents don't come back. I don't think everybody makes it back, but I still think this team is really, really good, and I think most of the people are back.
3: Yes, I, I tend to agree. Uh, Tom Brady, ranked number 19 in EPA per drop back in weeks one through nine. He was number one from week 10 through the rest of the season. Yeah. I think you could you could clearly draw a line this where he figured out... he does not
2: give a shit
3: about <laughs> well, football. That, but also where he figured out... All of the Arians' offense, right? Like, oh, I, I still don't even know that
2: that it's that. I think I think they adapted the offense by then to his way of doing things, and this wasn't necessarily the Arians' offense after that.
3: And you might be right about that. You I might think be they right.
2: were doing a lot more stuff that they used to do in New England.
3: This team finished at number thirty-two in Football Outsiders variance metric, which means they were the most volatile and the most inconsistent team in the NFL last season. Yep. Uh, luck metrics. All favored the Bucks last season. Number one in adjusted games lost due to injury. They were number four in EPA gained from turnovers. They were number five in fumble recovery percentage last season. Do all of those stay the same? I don't know that those are metrics that you can basically count on every season. I agree with that. I so, agree. I all that said, all my doubting, all that good stuff. I'm still going over. I mean, what was the a, number again? Eleven and a half. Okay, that's a big number still. I I got them winning winning 14, maybe 13 if you give them, you know, a loss here or there. I got them them winning 14 games. I do too. 14-3 is my number.
2: Now, I'll tell you this. I'm being open. I'm being honest about this. I don't think they'll win 14 games because early on where I have them rolling off just a shit ton of wins, at some point in time, some mediocre team, not a bad team, but a mediocre team is going to beat them because Tom Brady does not. Nobody cares about football as much as Tom. But if that game gets tight and they are putting pressure on him and his offensive line is missing assignments and he's starting to get hit, he's just going to go down. He understands, not that no one loves football more than him, not that he doesn't care, but he understands winning in in September, winning in October does not matter. It just doesn't. He has been around for 21 years now, going on his 22nd season. He he fully knows that October and November and September aren't aren't going to matter in the Pantheon of this thing. You start playing your best football in December, and you don't let up until you hoist
3: Lombardi. That's okay. it. I, I have a I have a question.
2: Okay,
3: they start off with Dallas. Yep. Then they've got Atlanta. Yep. Then you play at the Rams and at the Patriots. You start off 4 and 0. Does this team start to look at 17 17 and Yes. 20 0? Yes.
2: I don't I don't think there's any world where they they start off 4 and 0. I think there's a better chance that they start off 2 and 2 than 4 and
3: 0. But mean, they, remember... the rest of the schedule You've
2: got like them 14 and 3 and I've got them 14 and 3. If they start off 2 and 2, which is what I actually have them starting off, I'm going to tell you, Gary, they they will not lose another game outside of, outside of you know, of fluke loss. Well, There's after those first four weeks, they're
3: gonna lose. Like you get Miami at home, you get at Philly, Chicago, at the Saints, who we don't think is very good, at Washington, the Giants, at the Colts, at Atlanta, Buffalo, that's going to be tough, New Orleans, at Carolina, at the Jets, and then Carolina again.
2: I think the like, chances <laughs> of them losing. Now, I know that I got on to you the other day about Trying to pick the wins and the losses, I I think the two most dangerous places on this schedule is is at Washington because I think Washington could be really yes Washington played them closer than any team in the playoffs. Yes. Isn't that crazy that 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 was a much closer game than the game against um
3: the against Saints Green or, Bay in or, this
2: in, in Green Bay like in yeah. the Saints isn't that insane.
3: Um, At, well, I mean the the Green Bay game, like points wise, Green Bay was closer, but like it the the Bucks just kind of ran them out early, and then had to hang on against. Then, the, yeah, then it was just a hanging. But, on game. but, but against, I'm just
2: talking about they dominated the game. They didn't dominate Washington. Yes, Washington was right there till the bloody end. Um, and and then the game against Buffalo, because I, I Buffalo think, is one of those teams where they've spent their entire life losing to Tom Brady.
3: The game, and, the game after uh, going to New England, I think could be interesting against Miami, but I mean, you got it at home, like even still, I, I chalked up a W. So I, you know, I think they're it's a good. much better team than New England. But if any team beats
2: them, it wouldn't surprise me if the Patriots beat them, just because Bill is literally, I know that he is a every week, every week. I bet he's got five paid guys that that do nothing. But just figure out ways to beat
3: the the Bucks. I I tend to agree with that. I think that game means more to Belichick than any game uh, than any game that ever he's coached. ever coached.
2: Yeah, ever mean more than more than game number nineteen in the Super Bowl. Yes, I think that game means more to him
3: and his legacy than any other. I I tend to agree. I tend to agree. Oh, all right. So we. I'll got, tell you this. I don't
2: think Matt Jones will be starting that game. I think Bill will not let Tom go up against a rookie quarterback. Yeah, yeah. I might I, be. I might be wrong.
3: Well, I, I will that. say this: if if you get through the first three games for the Patriots and Cam is not looking good,
2: there's okay. There's a world, yeah. but man, I just don't think you want. I don't think you want Tom seeing a rookie across the, across the ways because that's going to give him. Not that he doesn't already have more confidence than any man alive, but
3: that's about to say. You don't think he'll have confidence looking across the way and seeing, you know, Cam Newton.
2: But the difference is, is he has respect for Cam. That's true. Tom that's true. doesn't respect rookies at all. He yeah, just, no. <laughs> he just <laughs> you know. doesn't. I mean, look at every rookie receiver and running back he's ever had. He just doesn't trust them. He doesn't let them do anything. Like he's just like you're. You're not touching my football. Like he just doesn't have respect for him the way. He does veterans. Yes, and Kim is at least a veteran and has been an MVP in the league, and I think Tom has great respect for that.
3: Yes, I I tend to agree. I tend to agree, and that's that's not saying anything bad about uh, Tristan Wirfs. Of course, the offensive line. Well, no, rookie, but that's but a different situation. Different, and no. that that kid is is protecting him. So that's right.
2: Yeah, that's different. <laughs> I'm talking about people who touch the football.
3: Yes, and yes. the
2: quarterback touches the football.
3: You are not wrong about that. All right, so we're both going over on the Bucks. Uh, we very highly, uh, so I'm I'm definitely laying that. I mean, I know it's a minus one sixty five. I, I still think that's free money. Like I just <laughs> I think it's I, easy. I kind of do too. So, all right, is there anything else we need to hit on today?
2: Uh, I just saw on Yahoo News Antonio Brown left joint practice after ripping Titans. DB helmet off and landing a punch to the face (laughs) or to the head.
3: Oh, AB, he just cannot uh, make things easy, can he? No. Uh, Apparently, it was a a testy practice all around. I'm seeing, but that's he. It can't make things easy on anybody. Just unbelievable. That's insane. Unbelievable. Camp, Camp
2: fights don't worry me.
3: Nah. As long as he's not suspended for real football, I don't care. Yep, I tend to agree. All right, let's go ahead and get out of here. Go to winningcureseverything.com. That is the website. You can subscribe everywhere you need to be subscribed right there. Leave a nice five-star review on the podcast. And if you would so kindly, subscribe on YouTube. If you're watching the show there, we got links in the description for everything that we are about to talk about. So, the show is brought to you by BetUS, where the game begins BetUS.com. You can sign up with the promo code NCAAF2021. It's a 125% deposit bonus, up to $2,500, and that is sportsbook exclusive. It's not part for the casino and then part for the sportsbook. It is the whole thing. So all that extra money that they're going to toss into your account goes towards betting on football games, basketball games, golf, UFC, whatever you want to bet on, any kind of sporting event. It'll be right there. So go ahead and check it out, BetUS.com, where the game begins. The link is down in the description if you're listening to the podcast or watching on YouTube. Go ahead and do that. I host a show for BetUS, the college football show over there. The link is in the description to go and subscribe. And Chris hosts a college football show for Sportsbook Review along with our buddy Sam from the Westlap Pirates. Go ahead and check that out, sbrpicks.com slash NCAAF. That link is also down in the description. You can subscribe to both of those. Chris will be live on Tuesdays and Saturdays. I will be live on Wednesdays and Thursdays. So no overlap. You get to watch both of us, and it's going to be a good time. It's going to be a fun season this year, I think. And, of course, you'll always be able to get our NFL stuff right here at Winning Cures Everything. So subscribe to the pod, subscribe on YouTube, and subscribe to our college football shows for these other outlets. We would appreciate that. Chris, you got any You got any last-minute tips or anybody? Anything for the weekend? Nope. nope. <laughs> <laughs> careful, careful where you throw your wiener. Be safe. <laughs> That's perfect. That's perfect. All right, you guys take care of yourself. Take care of each other. And hopefully all of your tickets cash this weekend.